Have you ever heard of Robert the Doll? According to legend, a young boy in the early 20th century was given a doll suspected to be haunted or cursed. The child often blamed strange events happening in the family's 1898 Victorian Queen Anne-style home in Key West, Florida on the doll. Over the years, many stories emerged about how the young boy came into the doll's possession and who gave it to him, but they were seemingly inseparable no matter what. Today, the doll is a popular tourist attraction and the home is supposedly haunted, but is there any truth in this paranormal doll or was it all just a little boy playing silly tricks? Welcome to Nightmare Houses. The Florida Keys are a Coral Cay archipelago located off the southern coast of Florida, extending into the southeastern Gulf of Mexico and the Atlantic Ocean. This unique chain of islands consists of approximately 1,700 individual islands and islets. The city of Key West is nestled at the southernmost tip of the Florida Keys and spans about four miles in length and one mile in width, covering a total land area of about 4.2 square miles and is known for a tropical climate and warm temperatures year-round. The first European to explore Key West was Spanish explorer Juan Ponce de Leon in 1513. For centuries, Key West and the Florida Keys remained under Spanish rule, with occasional visits from pirates and privateers. By 1822, the United States claimed Key West through the Adams-Onis Treaty with Spain. Key West's destiny unfolded as it became a hub for the profitable wrecking industry, where salvagers braved treacherous waters to recover treasures from sunken ships. As the 19th century progressed, Key West's population grew, with immigrants from Europe, the Bahamas, and Cuba enriching the local culture. Economic prosperity came to the region as the cigar manufacturing industry flourished. As a result, Key West became one of Florida's wealthiest cities. Its proximity to Cuba fostered a close connection, and many Cubans sought refuge in Key West during the Ten Years' War, an unsuccessful Cuban war for independence in the 1860s and 1870s. Several cigar factories relocated to the city from Cuba, and Key West quickly became a significant producer of cigars. However, a large fire on April 1, 1886 devastated the city, destroying 18 cigar factories and 614 houses and government warehouses. Key West was ultimately rebuilt, and by the beginning of the 20th century, it was a bustling city with a thriving economy, a diverse population, and a unique cultural fusion. Robert Eugene Jean Otto was born on October 25, 1900, the youngest child to Dr. Thomas Osgood Otto and Minnie Watkins Otto, a wealthy and prominent family in Key West. Jean's grandfather, Dr. Joseph Otto, was a successful figure in the community, having immigrated from Prussia, now Germany, in 1849 and settled in Key West in the 1850s. Jean's father was also successful as a druggist, running the local drugstore and later serving as a tax collector. In 1898, Jean's father constructed the prominent Queen Anne-style residence at 534 Eaton in Key West, Florida. The pastel-hued house is a testament to the architectural elegance of the time. Reports suggest that the foundational structure of the home was built between 1890 and 1898, but city records show a build date of 1900. This discrepancy might be due to the expansion and the transformation the property underwent, morphing it 
into the iconic structure recognizable today. Initially, a smaller building occupied the site, boasting a porch that overhung on the street. But by the 1890s, the structure was enlarged and repositioned further back on the plot, bringing the frontage close to the sidewalk. Situated on Eaton Street, nestled between Simonton and Bahama Streets, the house is steeped in local history. The corner nearest to Bahama Street once housed the E. Torres & Company Cigar Factory in the 1880s. However, the devastating fire in 1886 severely damaged this establishment, leading to its demolition. By the 1890s, this location witnessed the rise of the Eaton Street First Baptist Church and an undertaker's establishment. The Queen Anne-style residence, an architectural style prominent in the latter part of the 19th century, was erected on the corner of this block closer to Simonton Street. The iconic style is known for its distinctive features, the asymmetrical facade, steeply pitched roof, and intricate wooden trim. Ornamental spindles and brackets adorn the home's wraparound porches. The third-story turret stood tall and octagonal. The home's tall and narrow windows hinted at the luxury within. In October 1900, Jean was born in the Queen Anne home on Eaton Street, making it the only home he essentially ever knew. The Otto family was well-known and often featured in local events and papers throughout Key West and Florida. They were an integral part of the community. In 1904, at age four, Jean was given a stuffed doll for his birthday. From that moment on, the two were inseparable until Jean left home for his education. There's no actual record of who gave Jean the doll, when, or where it came from. It only appears to be hearsay from various sources. It's been suggested that his grandfather gave him the doll after a trip to Germany. However, both of his grandfathers had died before Jean was born, his maternal grandfather in 1877 and his paternal grandfather in 1885. Other accounts state it was given to him by a domestic servant familiar with voodoo, but it's unclear if the Ottos had household servants, though likely. If they did, they didn't appear to live on the premises. It should also be noted that voodoo is less prominent in Key West, Florida than it is in New Orleans, Louisiana. Voodoo holds its roots in spiritual practices and beliefs brought to America by enslaved Africans primarily from West Africa and the Congo. Key West, being close to Cuba, had another branch of spiritual practices called Santeria, similar though distinctive from voodoo. Another story suggests the doll came to Jean from a family member from the Bahamas, plausible considering his mother grew up there. The Bahamas also had its tradition of spiritual practices known as Obi, the system of spiritual healing and justice-making practices originating in the West Africans and West Indies. This method was reportedly feared by colonial forces and deemed illegal, forcing the practice to be done secretly. No matter how the doll came into Jean's possession, or if it had any special powers bestowed on it, the pair had a unique and an emotionally charged bond. The doll, Robert, was traced to the Steiff Company in Germany, later known for creating the teddy bear. It's a soft doll made with wood wool known as Excelsior. Robert the doll is 3 feet 4 inches and resembles a little boy. He's believed to be custom made at the turn of the century. His original outfit is unknown, though he most likely wore some of Jean's clothing. He has small black eyes made out of beads, a nose that looks like pinholes, and what appears to be a mouth with a smirk. Initially, his face was painted similar to that of a jester. Soon after receiving the doll, Jean's family began to hear the small boy talking to someone, with two distinctive voices, though no one else was there, as well as unexplained giggling and unexplained footsteps throughout the house. Jean was also known to blame Robert when 
whenever there was mischievous behavior. On occasion, Gene would wake his family up in the middle of the night screaming, with them finding him frightened in bed with overturned furniture about his room. When Gene blamed Robert for the disturbance and mess, it was said Robert would give Gene a dirty look. Sometimes, mutilated toys or other mysterious events would appear in the home, and Gene would always claim Robert did it. Beside Gene and Robert's occasional mischief, the first decade for the Otto family and their Queen Anne home was uneventful. But in April 1917, when Gene was 16, his father died while away on a trip in Jacksonville, Florida, marking the first real tragedy in the Otto family. Gene formally left home just after he turned 18 to join a military academy, and it was the first time he left Robert. After his time at the military academy, Gene enrolled at the University of Virginia to study architecture, but ultimately found his passion in painting. In the mid-1920s, to support his artistic career, Gene worked in the antique department of Marshall Fields in Chicago. His commitment to his craft led him to further his education at the Academy of Fine Arts in Chicago. Later, he studied at the Art Students League in New York, where he collaborated with the esteemed Wanamakers. Despite his busy schedule, Gene always made time for extended visits to his family home in Key West. It's believed that during these visits, Gene reconnected with his childhood companion, Robert the Doll, who remained in his room during his absences. In 1927, with his career thriving in New York, Gene declined a prestigious offer to head the antique department at Lord & Taylor. Instead, he chose to immerse himself in the artistic haven of Paris. What initially was planned as a year-long sojourn turned into several years. During this time, Gene honed his craft at renowned institutions like Académie Calorosi La Grande Chamière and Académie Julienne. It was in Paris that Gene met his future wife, Annette Anne Parker, an accomplished American pianist. When they met, Anne was an American studying piano abroad in London, but had studied in Paris and visited her friends there often, eventually meeting Jean. The couple married on May 3, 1930, at the American Cathedral in Paris. Annette was born in 1902 in Ohio, but was raised and educated in Massachusetts, spending most of her childhood in Brookline. Anne also came from a prominent and wealthy family. Her grandfather had served as governor of Massachusetts at one point. She studied piano and graduated from the National Cathedral School in Washington, D.C. Next, she lived in Paris for five years, studying music at the Tobies Met School before moving to London. The couple resided in Paris following their wedding, where Jean's art career blossomed. In addition to his paintings, he worked in leather, which was exhibited around the globe. The couple returned to the United States in 1934, splitting their time between Chicago and Key West, often staying with Jean's mother in the family's Queen Anne home. Jean's mother continued to host prominent members of society and maintain her socialite status, but the home wasn't without its own mysteries. On June 6, 1939, at around 9 p.m., a fire broke out in the rear of the house on the first floor. Firefighters were able to put out the blaze quickly and without much damage to the building. However, the fire chief noted that there was no trash near the fire and that everything was immaculate where the fire started and could only state the blaze was of an incendiary origin. The damage was ultimately minor, estimated at around $200, or just over $4,000 today. That summer, Mrs. Otto vacationed with her son Jean in Europe, only returning home in December. Jean and Anne moved back into the Otto family home in early 1945 to care for his ailing mother. On September 14, 1945, Minnie Elizabeth Otto died in the home at 78 years old, marking an end of an era. After purchasing it from his siblings, Jean and Anne remained in the Otto family home.
home. Anne gave up her career to support her husband's work, and the couple never had children. It was after the death of his mother and the return to Key West that Jean's career as a landscape artist began to flourish. Some of Jean's most notable landscapes of Key West would become some of his most beloved works. The couple's focus revolved entirely around Jean's art career, with Anne playing her role in the local art communities and serving on various committees. The couple maintained their socialite status by hosting and visiting prominent members of society. During the next few years, Jean would exhibit his art regularly in galleries in and around Key West. Jean designed the gallery at Fort East Martello Museum and had plans to make his own home on Eaton Street, a museum featuring a wax print of his hands as a focal point. In 1962, Jean restored his parents' home to how it originally would have looked, which was part of the Old Island Restoration Foundation's first home tours. The Otto home was considered historic by the early 1960s and was one of the oldest homes on the island. Their home was featured by the Old Island Restoration Society for several years. By this point, the home was known as the Artist's House. At one point, it was widely believed, though unconfirmed, that Anne, out of discomfort or jealousy, had tried to confine Robert in the attic. But Jean couldn't do that. Instead, he positioned the doll in the third floor turret with his gaze fixed on the outside world. Once looking at the turret, whispers in the neighborhood began, claiming they saw the doll moving. Jean continued to enhance the home's aesthetic appeal and, in 1973, added an outdoor brick patio. This would be one of his last known improvements to his residence. Despite his grand ambitions, Jean never realized his dream of turning his home into a museum. He died at the age of 73 at a local hospital on June 24, 1974. The auto home appeared too much for Anne to bear after Jean's passing, and by August 1974, she sold it to William and Myrtle Reuter. Anne then returned to her roots in Massachusetts and eventually passed away in Concord, Massachusetts on January 9, 1979. But the mystery surrounding the auto home, however, didn't fade with Jean's death. The town speculated about Robert the doll and Anne's animosity towards it. Some speculated that it was this very hatred that drove her to sell the home, leaving behind Jean's unusual companion. During his lifetime, Jean was often labeled as eccentric. His profound attachment to the doll, especially as an adult, raised many eyebrows. When William and Myrtle Reuter took possession of the home, they weren't alone. There were echoes of giggles and fantasy footsteps in the attic. It was then Myrtle assumed the role of Robert's caretaker. Legend has it that should one speak ill of Jean Otto in the doll's presence, Robert's facial expressions would alter menacingly. But over the years, Myrtle grew fond of Robert. She gave him a prominent place by a window where, again, witnesses would insist they saw him move. But after two decades of cohabitating with the doll, Myrtle donated him to the Key West Art and Historical Society in 1994. Robert's journey continued eventually finding himself in Fort East Martello Museum in Key West, the very place where Jean had once worked. But the museum's acquisition of the doll wasn't without its share of eerie tales. Many began to attribute malevolent events to Robert, yet the doll has become a local sensation, drawing scores of visitors and inspiring movies and TV shows. Robert often receives letters, but these aren't your typical fan letters. Many are apologetic in nature, with visiting correlating their post-visit misfortunes to the doll. Over 
time, the once vibrant Robert began to show signs of aging. The humid Florida weather took its toll, leaving his face scarred and the paint worn. However, he's well-preserved today in a controlled environment, donning what many believe is one of Jean's old sailor outfits. The auto home itself, post-Jean era, has seen several upgrades, fences in the 70s, a utility building in 1980, a pool in 1984, and more. Under the Reuters' ownership, the home often participated in decorating the house with festive lights and was a part of the historical district tours. It was only a short time before tales of the supernatural associated with the home gained traction. Ghostly sightings, inexplicable cold drafts, and doors seemingly opening independently were frequently reported. Some even claimed to see the apparition of a child in period clothing. As the new millennium approached, the property was acquired by the Artist House LLC. They continued to operate it as a bed and breakfast, ensuring the rich legacy of the autos and the architectural gem remain intact. However, it was during the home's original stint as a bed and breakfast that tales of Robert's sinister side truly took off. His removal from the property did nothing to quell the rumors of the haunted home or the doll being possessed. If anything, they intensified. Before the Otto family built their home, the land it stands on had its own storied past. Key West, one of the oldest settled areas of Florida, had been under Spanish rule for a significant period. Legend tells of Spanish explorers who had once roamed the very grounds searching for treasures and establishing their dominance in the New World. Some believe that artifacts, even undiscovered treasures, might have been buried deep within the land. The Great Fire of 1886 left much of the town in ruins. The fire's proximity to the Otto's home location and the devastating impact it had might explain some of the paranormal activity. Or it could have been the church, since the Otto property was next to one for many decades. The church, which in later years was converted into a theater, could have held residual energy from the many emotional events that occurred there. Is it the spirit of Gene himself back in his childhood home, stirring up mischief with his supernatural buddy? Or was it all a figment of a child's wild imagination? Considering the land's layered history, from Spanish explorers and hidden treasures to devastating fires and spiritual gatherings, it's conceivable that these events contributed to the mystique and paranormal aura of the auto property. The echoes of the past, combined with Jean's own eccentricities and the legend of Robert the Doll, have given the artist house a unique place among haunted homes in America. Should you ever find yourself in Key West, Florida, you have the opportunity to discover the mystery and haunting for yourself, either by staying at the artist house, updated with modern luxuries and amenities, or partaking in one of the many ghost tours. And remember to visit Robert, whether you view him as a mere child's toy or believe in the tale of his supernatural powers, a visit to see him is a must. But remember to be respectful. You won't want to find yourself penning an apologetic letter. Thank you for listening to Nightmare Houses. For more information, including on Robert the Doll and the Artist House, please visit www.nightmarehouses.com. Until next time, goodbye.